When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Studio A here at the DNVR bar, and the A stands for someone. Help me out here. I'm, well, I'm scrambling. It's a huge day for the U.S. men's national soccer team playing tonight in Mexico City at the Azteca. Ooh, and America. Yes, <laughs> for America at Azteca. Um, and to bring it to the Broncos, the Broncos are kicking off their Mexico mm-hmm. series tomorrow. So yeah. it all wraps around Azteca. Damn, Steve. it's going to be a tough day in Mexico tomorrow after they lose Dos Acero tonight. <laughs> Bad choice, Broncos. Dos Acero has never happened at the Azteca, though. It's always oh. been up here or it was in Japan at the uh, O2 World Cup Finals. So Dos Acero at the Azteca would be just orgasmic yes i agree yeah. i agree <laughs> um, although it'd be as because the home team score comes first it'd be zero a dose that would be yeah. that would be true that would be a new a new hashtag <laughs> that would go viral tonight um big day for that big day of course uh ncaa tournament that the a could have been for both a's in ncaa um and then you've got the broncos who it's not a big day for it's just a regular day for um but big day bad day good day Regular day, we're always here talking Broncos. Uh, and, and there was an interesting tidbit that came out recently that I would say was just slipped in. It was just slipped in there uh, like it was nothing, and it set off big-time alarms for me. So the, the question of the, the headline is, what are George Payton and the Denver Broncos doing, dot, dot, dot. So my question to you guys is, is the question – what are they doing? Or is the question, what are they doing? Oh, it's certainly, what are they doing? And if you want to learn the difference, check out our friends over at MSU Denver, our presenting sponsor of this podcast. Of course, you can get any education you want over at MSU Denver and continue to live your life. And we have a lot of people tuning in. Let us know 
Is it what are they doing? Or is it what are they doing in the comment section? If you're tuning in live, hit us with a thumbs up. Subscribe to YouTube. Turn on alerts. We really appreciate that. And it is what are they doing? This makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give us what kind of the update was from, I believe, Mike Kliss? Yeah, Mike Kliss, as you said, just kind of dropped it in. Yep. Uh, according to sources, Mike said, the Broncos are going to try Baron Browning at outside linebacker. Why? I don't get it <laughs> at all. There's so many things that don't make sense about this. Yes, coming out of the draft last year, Baron Browning was a guy that could do inside or outside linebacker. They tried him outside linebacker for, I don't know, a couple weeks. Then they moved him inside for the rest of the season. Once he played, he was, he was awesome. great. I mean, for he, he, he if he was a first-round pick and played the way he did last year, I personally would have been happy with the way he played. But he was a third-round pick, so I was even more impressed with the way he played. So that's one thing that confuses me. Why make the move there? The other thing is, do they not look at history? And even the recent history of Denver Broncos, there's multiple guys that have been kind of tweeners coming out of college. Then the Broncos try them at one spot, then try them at another, then try them, then flip them back. And they just keep doing this, and it ruins them. Demarcus Walker, probably the most notable one, second-round pick. That ruined his career. Now, maybe he wouldn't have had a good career be it anyways, but that really hurt him. And then Justin Hollins, they try him at outside, then inside, then outside. Then they cut him, the Rams pick him up and say... You're an outside linebacker. What are you doing? They play him there, and he's a he's a contributor to a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I thought this was a Vic Fangio thing um, where he couldn't make his mind up mm. on guys. He was so picky about what he wanted an inside linebacker. He kind of had this idea uh, in my mind of like, oh, what if we took like a really long, rangy outside guy and taught him to be an inside guy? Like, what kind of impact could that have? And so I was blaming him for all of this. Yeah. And now I have to look back and say, obviously, it wasn't George Payton either. Right. But I'm like, whose idea was <laughs> right. who's, who's coming up with this shit? Like, <laughs> Baron Browning was awesome. Yes. At inside linebacker. So when they signed Josie Julie, you're saying, okay, Josie and Baron. Boom. That sounds great. Yeah. The outlaw and the Baron. Like, th that's <laughs> and then, fantastic. And you get Alex Singleton as a backup linebacker for a million bucks? Yeah, sign me up for that. And then you get that little tidbit, and it's like, deja vu uh, uh, i start banging my head against the wall <laughs> why tells me that they don't have confidence in uh the uh the ability of their starting edge rushers to play and they feel like they're going to need somebody to start and you know what you can justify that because plugging the holes on one side of the boat and here yeah. comes another one on the other side <laughs> but if you're going to play a lot of nickel and potentially a lot of dime as well if you're going to go if you're going to you may be Fair. doing six defensive backs more than any team in the league and if that's the case, you're only going to have one inside linebacker there in all likelihood. So this could be simply saying, all right, we have two edges that we like, but both of them have a long history of missing time. We may need Baron Browning to start on the edge. Right. And now that might get him and that might actually result in him having more playing time. Here here's what I'll say. This is why it should be delivered coming from a football person. And I'm not saying that Mike Kliss isn't a football guy, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Come from the team. So if George Payton sits up there and says, hey, look, we're looking to do a lot more dime this year. So we're only going to have one linebacker on the field in a lot of those sets. We're going to have that be Josie. We still like Barron at inside in base sets, mm -hmm. but we love the idea of getting him on the edge in those dime lineups to keep him on the field and let him rush. 
Now I'm saying like, oh, that's lovely. I love that. Great idea. Maybe we'll hear that next week. Like, you know, like I uh, in Madden, I all of my linebackers have to be able to play inside and outside. <laughs> you got to be interchangeable. So, you know, it, it's not it's not like uh, I have to go through and teach them how to do it. Um, but, you know, I like I like guys who have the skill set to do both. And Baron Browning is obviously one of those guys. So there can be positives if if it's more of like a look. We're going to put him in there and pass rushing down so we can use his speed to, to rush the passer. Not we're taking him out of the inside room and putting him into the outside room because we have an issue outside and we're going to try to convert him. That's how the whole Demarcus Walker thing started. Yep. yep. Is Shane Ray got injured and they're like, oh, we need another outside linebacker. Demarcus, stop eating fried chicken. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and the, I, I don't like this for so many reasons. More reasons just keep popping up. And one of them is I feel like Baron Browning would be the best inside linebacker to have if you're only going to have one on the field in dime. He's the most athletic by far. His coverage skills were impressive last year. So that's the guy that I'd be having. I'd take Josie Jewell off the field for those or, or have him switch out. So one, I, I personally don't like that. The second is why are you signing Randy Gregory? If you want uh, Baron Browning to go on the outside, now I get why you have uh, why you signed Randy Gregory, but then you also have Bradley Chubb. So you're going to take an inside starting linebacker who has proven so much in the in his short time here and make him a backup outside linebacker. And then wait, wait, wait. I thought your depth was good there. I thought Jonathan Cooper had a fantastic rookie year, and I thought Malik Reed being your fourth edge rusher from the outside was great. a great edge rusher. Now, do you want him to be an every-down guy where he has mm -hmm. to go up against the run? No, because he's not big enough. He was bullied in that. But if he's your fourth and he's a pass-rushing specialist, that's great. And yeah. so they didn't make that move with Malik Reed. Instead, they're letting him test free agency. Maybe they bring him back. I just what, what What's Baron Browning going to be? A fifth outside linebacker? A fourth outside linebacker? Is he going to jump ahead, ahead of Jonathan Cooper and be your third? He's not going to start over Bradley Chubb. He's not going to start over Randy Gregory. And again, to take him out of a good position just drives me insane. And you know what is going to drive me even more insane is one year from now when I see, and, and this is not a shot at the media because I know how this stuff works. I've been there. Better watch what you say. But when I see the puff pieces about, you know, with Demarcus Walker, it was like Demarcus Walker went home and had, you know, mom's fried chicken all offseason. Now he's back <laughs> up 40 pounds. Right. He's ready to play on the line again. It's like, right. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. We just went yeah. through the reverse of this. So I don't want to see the Baron Browning feeling very comfortable back at his natural spot of inside linebacker. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you know, you will, though. I know. That that's yeah. gonna <laughs> insane. It'll be, you know, the days where they bring the players up to the podium yep. Uh probably the outside podium now going forward and it's his day and and then he'll be one of the two guys that they bring up and we're all going to dutifully write that you know like the train seals that we are <laughs> <laughs> i know i know and i'm going to be you'll be doing this and i'll be doing that with my head on the wall and something else with that is i'm sure this was very intentional from the source to mike kliss and then mike kliss put it out probably just as the source wanted the Broncos are going to try Baron Browning at outside linebacker. So we may be writing this piece, Ryan, at the beginning of training camp, midway through training camp, tried uh, it and week it didn't work. three or something. Mm -hmm. Yes, because that was something that happened with Demarcus Walker and Justin Hollins was it was kind of like a, not necessarily, okay, we're going to give him a full year. It's, 
oh my gosh, Shane Ray just got hurt. Oh my gosh, Bradley Chubb just got hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we have to we, we have to panic and move him back. And that is the worst thing about this is just going so quickly to move him. And he's good at inside linebacker. Yeah, I'm watching over Big Drive Spence's dogs right now, and uh, one of the dogs is Joker, and and he's just one that you know wants to get into everything. Yeah. So I'm walking him on the leash, and he goes left, and he's trying to, and I like pull him. Pull him back right, and he goes right. He goes right. Pull him back left. He goes left. <laughs> pull him back right. That's what that's what they do with these guys. It's like don't get into that. Don't get into that. Yeah. And it it just it, it completely you end up zigzagging rather than going straight. If yep. you just walk straight, you get where you're going a lot faster than zigzagging. Are you trying to to teach Joker that? I wish I yeah. could. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could get him to stay by my side you know, that's, when you see someone walking their dog and the dog is just in lockstep with them yeah. you're like oh it's that's a good dog yep. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean i've got two i've got i've got two cat cavapoos one of them walks in a lot whatever i walk him perfect lockstep couldn't be better the other it's a tug every direction like she's just like left she, like, she's like spence's dog left you go yeah. right she goes left yes. you go right she goes left and so you got these so one i never have to pull i never have to tug just always goes and the other it's always a fight yeah yeah by the way yeah i love the dogs <laughs> yes uh, both of them are amazing and it's joker's first birthday, so it's happy birthday. look at you you get to spend the special day with yes. him how, yes. how big is joker by the way 30 uh, something okay so he's a mini labradoodle oh, no thought, mini golden doodle mini golden, i thought yeah. you asked how old is he 30 something i'm going uh, oh my gosh no, wow. in right. dog years he'd see seven right yeah yeah exactly there's that's been it's new, still seven years right or is it something else now there's been new studies that early on it is that seven years so for like the first three years they've progressed like seven years at a time mm. but then it exponentially decreases over time so it's not seven years every year after the first well that's okay. good so they live longer right mm. if it decreases it's the same it's the same it just means like it doesn't you know because then you have dogs who are like in their 20s you know they're mm. not uh, 140 right, right i mean right, it, right. it depends on the breed and everything because Good like there there are some that have been inbred so much and they've got conditions that kind of cut their lives short right and, right right and speaking yeah. of speaking of birthdays and someone who has a long ways to live peyton manning 46 years old mm. wild to think that if he was on the Tom Brady path, he could still be playing. Wow. Second most important birthday today, Peyton. Yes, Congratulations. yes, second. You, you joined Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't like this at all from the Broncos. It, I, I just, I wish I could say like George Peyton is smarter than this. Yeah. Um, but maybe in the end, he looks like the genius. And Baron Browning not only racks up a ton of tackles from the inside. But he racks up a bunch of sacks from the outside. What if it's not him? What if it's Evero saying, I think he can work better at another spot? Yeah, but, like, the GM should have the last say on that. It's like if 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 Kale says, I think Zach would be better on the Nuggets show. Like, that has to go through. It doesn't we'll just take. happen. You know, it has to go through the top. <laughs> right, right, right. And they give the final send-off. Yeah. Exactly. And then if it work, doesn't work out, it's not all on Kale. It's on that upper man. Right, exactly. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, Zach... Could be good on the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But guys, one more thing to this that may make us change our minds, and you hinted to this yesterday, Ryan. What if Bobby Wagner walks through that door, and then it's Josie and Bobby Wagner, or I'm trying to think of another big inside linebacker free agent that's out there, and I can't think of one right now. Then does it make sense? Is Levante David out there? No, no. Okay. okay. Um, I'll 
allow it. I'll allow it if that's the case. That's how I feel too. I'm not going to be even sold on it because yeah. Baron Browning's still going to be your third inside linebacker. He's going to be a learning third outside linebacker, a learning fourth outside linebacker. So it just doesn't make that much sense. No. And even then I would probably make the case of like, okay, so you're, when you sign Bobby Wagner, you're probably saying, hey, look, Barron's not quite ready to carry the torch for us at that position. So we're going to bring in Bobby Wagner and give him another year. And I'm saying like, cool. Yeah. Put Baron Browning, you know, uh, get like a little uh, clip and attach him to Bobby Wagner's hip and have him follow him around everywhere right, he goes, right, right. not take him out of the room and go have him play somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. It's a really good point. This is uh, maybe we've, I was going to say, maybe we find out something I like next week, but what if, if we find out next week that he's going to be half in the outside linebackers room, half in the inside linebackers room, that's going to drive me more insane because yeah. then they're going to be doing this even worse. They're just not going to be committing him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that. I just I, I, when I saw that, I was like, "You got no way. This, no. this has to be." Like, I'm just hoping that at some point we hear, "No, no, that, there know, was a something, mix that, up. Yeah, <laughs> something that was tossed around, right, right, or you know, whatever it may be." Um, but we're keeping him at inside. Yeah. We really love him there. Uh, and if they do, they better sell it to me as like what Mace was saying. We want Baron on the field, even in dime. Right. So we like him at inside, but we want to just put him in pure pass rushing situations, let him use his natural pass rushing ability to get after the quarterback. And then maybe they say, and then we're going to put him back at inside where he can blitz from the inside. And we, mm -hmm. we view him as Micah Parsons. Yeah. They come out with that. That's going to be bold, but it's going to be that. That's the only thing that's going to get me excited. Like, how much are they going to blitz? Because you're blitzing Kawan Williams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're blitzing Baron Browning. Look, I'm, I'm all for it uh, against the right quarterbacks. They believe that much in Pat Sertan that he's going to cover everyone and they're going to bring everyone on a blitz. There we go. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. uh, like negative three coverage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Heard exactly. of zero coverage, but just one guy for yep. everyone. Yep, he's that good. I've tried it before. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to us, DNVR. Mm, love good that. job. Good yep. job, guys. Um, we have a cool bar, and you should come see it. Um, it's it's so great. Like tonight, you've got, I believe, it's a yoke night. Is it a yoke night, Kale? Yep. Yeah, it's a yoke night. Yep. On top of, of course, being. Uh, March Madness, go, baby. all the great stuff that's going on. You got USA Mexico. How are you going to watch that all from your couch? You're not. You're just going to come down here. Yeah. You're going to get some Breck Brews, uh, and you're going to enjoy your time here at the DNVR bar. Today, I'm going to start promoting something. To, I, I always promote the chicken sandwich. I'm going to start yeah. say, saying a different thing I like every yeah. day. Can't do the pretzel bites. Today, we're mm -hmm. going nachos. Ugh. I think our nachos are actually really legit. So good. Um, because not only do you have the melted cheese, but then you have the queso style cheese and you have the green chili all to go along uh, with like some chicken or beef, your, de your decision, what you want to put on there. My only advice is like, don't come at these nachos if you're a slow eater. Like you, you got to know the assignment when you order nachos. <laughs> you have a very limited time to get these at their best in their best form. So just, you know, maybe it's you and someone else, you and two other people be ready to scarf them down and don't complain 
uh, at the end because you ate too slow. The, the <laughs> only, that's the only problem that happened is you ate too slow. And if you want to eat those nachos really fast, check out our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary before you come by the DNVR bar where they have Wana Opticals, which is fast asleep, 20 to 100 THC to CBD. And if you need to get some shut-eye after big games tonight, make sure to take Wana. They'll leave you well round and get you a full night of sleep as well. And whether you're a casual consumer or a connoisseur, they have it all over at Lightshade Dispensary. And if you use the code DNVR over at Lightshade Dispensary, whether you're online or in one of their Denver metro area stores, you'll get 25% off all sale items on every single purchase. So again, check them out at Lightshade Dispensary. Use that code DNVR. Also, check out Athletic Greens. I mean, we've been using that here on the staff the last uh, month and a half or so, finding better gut health, finding more energy, more optimal immune system. It's a way to get your your vitamins without taking those pills every day. What you do with Athletic Greens is real simple. You you you, you take a spoonful of the of the Athletic Greens, pour it pour it in a cup, put some cold water, eight to twelve ounces. You drink it and you're good to go. You've got all the nutrients you need for the day. You know what? Athletic Greens. It's 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 it feels like we are in the future because did you guys ever watch like the Jetsons or anything like that as a kid? A little bit. Well, you'd see bit. like stuff yeah, from no. the you'd see like stuff from the future, and it'd be like, like, oh, oh, you don't have to like eat all this uh, fruit and vegetables. You can just like have a quick yeah. pill or a mm, quick drink. Right. Athletic Greens feels like to me like the future, the future. has or, or has arrived, and we're all taking it around here, and it's working out really well. So if you want to get some of those Athletic Greens, go to athleticgreens.com/broncos. It's athleticgreens.com/broncos, and if you subscribe to Athletic Greens, you can get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase over at athleticgreens.com. But remember, athleticgreens.com slash Broncos so they know that we sent you. If we're in, like, the Jetsons world, how close are we from me being able to say, like, Alexa, make me my Athletic Greens? And then mm-hmm. while I'm, like, you know, like, brushing my teeth or whatever... Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend brushing your teeth right before drinking your athletic greens. But, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm putting my clothes on. Then I walk out to go out the door, right out of the fridge. There's my athletic greens. Chug and go. I'd say we're probably about 20 years away from that. All right. Let's go. And then you're jumping in your hovercraft and coming to the bar. Yes. Well, or you're being teleported. As my dad reminds me, he, he said he would watch the wonderful world of Disney back in the 50s. And he and growing up as a kid in the 50s, he thought by now we would be on the automatic road. Yeah, that yep. you no, you wouldn't have to drive. You just tell tell the car, I need to go to the DNVR bar, and you just sit back and relax and be whisked. Apparently, there. I just hasn't triggered everyone's Amazon Echo by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Well, then, uh, then to get it back on track, you can say, Alexa, play the DNVR uh, Broncos podcast. Yeah, now you're going to just <laughs> cross <laughs> all the wires. And- Alexa, <laughs> fart a hundred times. Oh, oh, make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on here in the conversation. A couple other positions. So I guess we have somewhat of an idea of what the Broncos are doing at inside and outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. highly confusing. It's weird. Um, but there are t- still a couple other places um, that they have a whole, the most notably being the, the right tackle mm-hmm. position. And I think, I guess the scary thing about this is if you go back and look at what they actually invested in the position last year, they're pretty close to what they invested between Calvin Anderson and Tom Compton. And so there's a little part of me that wonders, do they think they're done at this position? 
Mm, that's a really good question, especially because they had a veteran who's protected Russ the past two years, a starting right tackle the past few years. They've had him, Brandon Shell, in the building earlier this week. He passed his physical. He met with everyone. That was three days ago, and they still haven't signed him. Are they caught up on money? Do they just want to see if Bobby Massey wants to come back? Are they trying to bring in Dwayne Brown? Are they still evaluating the draft class? Or, Brian, are they saying... We like Tom Compton, and we like Calvin Anderson. We're set. I think they're saying we're looking at the draft class. Mm. And if they use pick 64 or even trading up from 64 to, say, pick 52 or something like that, and they get their right tackle of of the future, then they may be good just having either Anderson or Compton as a bridge until that right tackle is ready. And if he's ready in week one which is certainly possible, then he starts week one. I I think they just – now, we could prove to be wrong, but with Brandon Shell, you get him in there, you get, the, you get the physical, you know where he is. You know Bobby Massey is going to be there. Bobby Massey is almost certainly not signing with anybody else. So because of that, I think you can kind of sit and uh, and wait a little bit, and then maybe if you draft – and then if you draft that right tackle, you don't have to spend the extra money in free agency. If they weren't at the back of the second round, I would feel a little bit better about this. Um, just because I don't like, you, I know you're saying the of the future part, mm-hmm. but that means someone has to be of the present. And I don't necessarily trust either of those guys. Sorry, Calvin Anderson. Um, well, Butch Berry might trust Tom, Tom Compton because he just coached him in San Francisco. And I think that's possible. Yeah. And I don't like that. And, uh, I'd like to have a better player there. And in terms of the second-round pick, Ryan, it is the last pick in the second round. And where the Broncos are, uh, so it's essentially almost a good third-round pick. And last year, the Broncos knocked it out of the park with their third-round picks. Neither of them started at the beginning of the season. Baron Browning, guy we just talked about a lot, wasn't a starter. He came in later in the year. And Quinn Minerts, we love him, and I know the Broncos love him he didn't start at the beginning of the season. So if that's your plan is to get the starter from day one, that's risky. And do you think the tackle class is that good where the guy's going to be there? Someone said I need, I need to do a PFF mock draft because there's lots of tackle prospects available at 64. Um, there's everything available at 64. I think I think Malik Willis is there yeah. at 64. Anyone you want. <laughs> yeah. If you do it enough, anyone will be yep, available yep. at 64. Um, I, I, I'm with you. You once you're outside of the top 100, which this is not, um, but really, you to me, it's like top 15 should be impact starter right away, and then the further away you get from that, the less confident you can be in that being an impact starter right away. And also, when you're mm-hmm. talking about the top 15, you're talking about a guy having to fall 50 spots right. in order to get where you are. This would, isn't trading up half a round to get your guy. Would you agree with that, or where do you think the cutoff is for? You expect an impact starter. With well, define impact. I mean, I think you can expect a solid starter. Day at the one, back of the second. Yeah, day one, they're the starter. Yeah, and they make your team better for at that position for sure. Yeah, that'd be first round. Second, right. second round, I think you should expect a solid starter. Like you picked Dalton Reisner there in the middle of the second round, and you pu- you plugged him in right away. Mm-hmm. Like for example. You look back at Bronco at, at, at Broncos picks. Like one of the problems that I had with Adam Gotsis in 2016 is that like he wasn't ready to start at that moment. Right. Right. And they picked him at the end of the second round. So I think now 
with George Payton there, I think you're probably going to have a better chance of getting some immediate value here. And then, and then you get to you get to the third round, and that's where it's kind of borderline. I mean, Quinn Miners, for example, was a late third round pick. I guess I'm my um, view on this might be a little skewed based on the who the Broncos have gotten in these positions. Who have they gotten at the end, of, even at, at the end of the first round? Mm-hmm. It's Garoppolo, um, and we saw how that worked out early on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Paxton Lynch. We know Ooh. what happened there. Yeah. Um, it's Noah Fant who was solid as a rookie but sir i wouldn't have called him an impact starter he was better than what they'd had he wasn't he was an upgrade at the position the closest thing the broncos have had to picking at 64 uh in about the past decade was a tackle it was ryan's favorite player Ty Sambrello. ah Ty Sambrello. that was a good pick at the time and he was picked 59 and he and uh Originally, they were looking at him as a, a right tackle. Yep. And then, remember, Ryan Clady got hurt. Yep. Yep. He had to be a day and one starter. He had to at be left a day tackle. one start on the left side. And then he got, and then Sembrello himself got hurt three weeks into the year yep. against yep. Detroit. Did you guys know that in his career, Ty Sambrello, I don't remember this at all, has one catch for 35 yards and a touchdown? That's dope. <laughs> From who? Or what he, team? That you know? can't be here. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it, it was here. It, so then it probably was with Atlanta, where he went after that, uh, and it must have been on like a field goal fake, right? Or like a throwback, like you know, seventy-four is eligible or whatever, and. From the thirty-five, that's bold. I like it. You see it from like the two-yard line. Yeah, one of my favorite plays as a kid was uh, the Buffs did that to a guy by the name of Sam Wilder. Uh, it was from like Matt a, Ryan, so it wasn't on a field goal. Right, so then it was while you're talking about that. Yeah, I love it. Up. Hey, that's that's uh, Kyle Shanahan, right? Could have been. Could have been. Right, mm-hmm. right. Actually, no. Yeah, I guess it could have been. I didn't realize it would make it. sense for them to do it in the year that they were just completely yeah. in their bag. Right. You know, like yeah. Everything's yeah. working. If Tyson Brylow is getting a touchdown. Yeah. By the way, I didn't realize he retired last season. Oh, okay. He announced his retirement last October 12th. Now he can cheer on the Rams every weekend. His dad is a Buffs fan. Mm, Met him at the dynamic. airport once. He, he said, "Go Buffs to me," wow. based on my gear. And then we got to talk. Mm. <laughs> it's always funny when you get in conversations with people who are just. This is going to sound like a, a flex, but it's not. You get into conversations with someone who expects you to be a casual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, right. my my son. I really wanted him to go to CU, but he ended up going to CSU, and then he played for the Broncos." I'm like, "Oh, Ty Sam <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's impressive. And then they're like, "Oh, oh I'm, I'm shocked you knew that." Like, oh, that's my job. <laughs> right. It's I should know that stuff. Uh, and man, it's gonna be crazy when your son goes to CSU. It's definitely not happening. <laughs> All, uh, it, there's two options: either they go to CU, or I don't have a son. Oh, okay, okay. Or uh, yeah, or okay. So they they get their college paid for, or they don't. Yeah, let's say yeah. Uh, the 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 scholarship offer your son is getting is from CSU. To go to CSU, you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, no, I mean. I, I can't do this anymore because people get all in their feelings. <laughs> so I would uh, I would support him no matter what. Good answer, Ryan. CSU. Good answer. Would Great you, school. Would you wear a CSU sweatshirt if your Let's son was that. playing for CSU? Playing like, for CSU. Like in that you're in that your son your son is playing football or some other or basketball or anything else for CSU and you're in the stands cheering on your kid. Are you wearing team gear? I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like I can lie You're right now up. and say no. Up. I can lie right now and say no. Good but for I, you. No, I, but that shows your priorities are in the right place. Well, and I've just seen enough of the case, that case playing out in other ways, you know, yeah. where like 
when Peyton, if Peyton Manning's son goes to Bama, or l- yeah, like right. he's gonna wear yeah, Bama gear, right, you know, right, like right, right. You, you, you eventually. I like what you're talking about here. You know, blood is thicker than water. Yeah, Zach, <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach has a kid, goes to Auburn. Zach's gonna wear Auburn gear. Yeah, of course. Yes. War yeah. Eagle, baby. <laughs> it's War Damn Eagle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, right tackle. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. What else? Cornerback. Now, uh, a lot of people still wondering, and I guess hoping, that the Broncos will bring Bre- bring back Bryce Callahan, even though they signed Kawan Williams. And we actually found out a little bit of news this morning about Kawan. His contract wasn't as expensive as people initially thought. It wasn't a two-year, $7 million deal. It was a two-year, $5.2 million deal. They only have $2.6 million invested in Quan Williams. And, and we talked to him yesterday in his introductory press conference, and I certainly believe he's still going to be the starting nickel. But only a $2.6 million investment? That's not like a guarantee that this is your job and it, nothing can take this from you like, you know, Pat Sertan and Ronald Darby have. Yeah. Do you guys still think there's a window for whether it's Bryce, whether it's Chris Harris Jr. to come back? And what did they pay like Tremaine Brock that year? That's a good question. No idea. Yeah, but I, I feel like it, you know, it's like you are in a competition essentially. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. making less than I don't know three and a half, four million dollars, yep, yep. Um, you uh, should expect to be in a competition. Yep. Tremaine Brock's contract with the Broncos was uh, three million. Okay, there you go. So he's making right less than Tremaine line. Brock. Yep. Wow. Um, which is co- kind of surprising. That is but a Bronco it, that mm-hmm. I've forgotten about. Kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> so big Vance Joseph guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Possibly, nice, collecting it's the check. up there. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, the the point is, make. I would say the cutoff is probably three and a half million dollars, which is what we thought he was getting. Yep, yep. That's starter yep. money. Yep. Um, you know, back end of the roster starter money. Yep. Um, but if you're making two million dollars, that means you're competing with Michael OJ Mudia and yep. whoever else. Sang Bassi. Um, yep. Sang Bassi. Got yeah. a roster spot, but yeah. not a starting spot. Right. And so. I don't know. I do you want the Broncos to bring back Bryce at this point? I think if you get a similar or even less deal, it's probably worth it just for depth. Yep. I think you sit and wait, and I think Bryce Callahan and maybe Chris Harris Jr. are two guys that kind of you 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 know what you'd be getting with either of them, and I think you maybe even kind of let it play out through OTAs, yeah, and see where things stand, and then. If you get through OTAs and you don't like your depth, then heading into training camp, you do make a move for one of those guys. So then are you okay losing one of those guys if by training camp they both sign somewhere? If they say, we'll sign with you now or we're not going to sign with you? It's the chance that you take, but you're talk- but if you talk. But part of it is you want to show a little confidence in your own guys, and part of it is if you don't need to spend that money, if you don't need to have that outlay against the cap, you don't want to have that. And they and and someone like Bryce or Chris Harris Jr. probably want uh, if you gave him a three million dollar deal, they'd want it all guaranteed. I got to be honest, you know, we've talked about this is a little different with Bryce than Chris, um, but I'll start with Chris. I, 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 I maybe it's because I'm so soured on this idea of reunions, <laughs> yeah. um, just because it's just like this built-in buffer. Everyone just wants a guy who's played here before. I think I'm the opposite. Um, when Von Miller was traded last year, it felt like something changed in the locker room. There was a new wave, a new era. The young players were more empowered. And he, 
and Brandon McManus, who I'm not too worried about BMAC, even though I, I have my own issues with his <laughs> attitude. Um, but he was really the last holdover from Super yeah. Bowl 50 and Peyton Manning and all that stuff that we used to hear where look, we need someone to replace yeah. Peyton, you know, and it's kind of like a back in my day, we used to do things this way kind of thing. Right. And I'm not saying Chris is going to come in and, per, you know, purposefully do things and start comparing Russ to Peyton and saying, oh, I liked this better or that better. But even if it's just inherent, you know, and it's just inside of you, you're, you're kind of longing for the golden days. I don't really want that. Even with Bryce Callahan, you know, like if, if you put him next to Kawan Williams, I'm just like, I kind of want the new thing mm-hmm. because, you know, you got a whole new fresh start on everything. And you're obviously not going to turn over the whole team. You're going to have a lot of holdovers. But I just like the idea of guys coming in and their first experience in this locker room is the Russell Wilson Broncos who are here to win. Well, I think that's why you don't do it right now. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why you you wait. And a lot of these veterans that we're talking about at multiple positions, they're going to be sitting there and they're still going to be on the market as you get into the summertime. Because yep. they're going to wait for couple of injuries here or there or a, a, contend, a, a contending team to maybe they don't want maybe they just want to sit back and enjoy the next few months and not be a part of OTAs mm-hmm. certainly and especially with Chris one of the reasons why he was so loved here and so good on this team is he's a dog and he's a big personality and he's going to come in and make his presence felt on the field and in the locker room so it even you wouldn't be able to hold him back and that's a great thing about him but if you're trying to do something different He's not going to do that. Uh, but I think now, why would Bryce Callahan sign back here? I'm sure he can get the same amount of money from the Broncos as another team, and he's got to get a bigger role with another team. So if I'm the Broncos, I'd love to bring Bryce back, especially with how much dime you're going to be playing. You can tell him it's pretty much going to be a starting role with how much we're going to have four corners there. Uh, but if I'm him, I'm saying, no, I want to be guaranteed that I'm the third corner. Yeah. I wonder if the dime thing is actually going to happen, though. Like, I... I... I feel like everyone talks a lot in the offseason, and then when it gets to it, it's like, oh, well, we're giving up five yards of run, so we, we have to change things Isn't up. that how the entire NFL is? Yeah. It's, just, it's all talk, and then it comes back to it, and everyone just takes way five steps back and does the conservative thing? Yeah, kind of. It is important to note that the Rams did play the most time in the league last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think they will, but you have to have – I mean, the Rams have Aaron Donald. Right. You know, so it's like it doesn't matter if you play dime. You, hear, you, can't, you can't run – against Aaron Donald and obviously the rest of the guys they have on that front. DJ Jones is here. Yeah. Obviously, he's not Aaron Donald the pass rush, but if he can be Aaron Donald against the run. Yeah. Then oh, yeah. that I mean that that's one of the reasons why not only DJ Jones, I think it's a reason why they re-signed Josie Jewell because you basically you're basically saying, "Okay, if they do try to run on us, we've got two excellent run defenders in the box who hopefully will prevent being gashed five, six, seven yards underneath on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and and I agree with that. And did you, speaking of Bobby Wagner, he may join Los Angeles. Yep. You see that yesterday? Mm-hmm. They're, they're just reloading again. We honestly owe, like, uh, just a little bit to the Rams for this dramatic offseason uh, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a copycat league. And they did the F those picks and they did the sign every big name (laughs) that's out there, you know, OBJ and so on. uh, And it worked. And so now I felt like the NFL used to have this thing that was like, yeah, we don't want to be the ones to do it. 
Yep. You know, and now it's like, all right, if it works, we're doing it too. It, it's like me and Madden. I, I don't want to trade uh, uh, D- Deshaun Watson away because he he's my guy, you know, and 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 obviously just in the video game, he's definitely not my guy outside of that. <laughs> uh, and uh, and who's the Dallas running back? Why can I not think of Zeke? Zeke. Yes, yeah, Zeke. He's my running back. I don't want to trade him away now. After especially the way my season's going, I'm gonna blow it up and and just start over uh, and kind of do the way that the Rams are doing right now. We it's play a, after yeah. my bye week. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's not good. It's a pendulum pendulum league though because it swings one way and then it ends up swinging back the other way. What's gonna and there's it's moving counter moving. What's gonna happen is a lot of these teams that are going for it are going to fall short yeah. because there's only there's only one Lombardi Trophy to go around yep. at the end and then we're probably gonna be sitting here two or three years down the line and if let's say the Chiefs nail the draft picks. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to be saying, well, the Chiefs, they got rid of Tyreek Hill at the right time, and they reloaded, and look at them now. Yeah, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what they're trying to do. Like, if they go get LaVisca, which we talked about yesterday, mm-hmm. and then rumors emerged later in the day that, that they might yeah, be interested yeah, in making yeah. that happen, they're going to have to make, like, a full-on philosophy change to, you know, from fast and, and quick and speedy to big – and strong. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're you know you're leaning on Lavisca and and Travis Kelsey, and maybe you're trying to run the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it works out for them. Yeah. Maybe they go get Drake London in the draft. You know, and it's like they just want right. to be big and, right. and dominant. You know, dominant. I mean, right. I think Andy Reid may kind of look back at the uh, pre Deshaun Jackson teams that he had in Philadelphia. To. Yeah, okay. I mean, when he relied on big, strong targets. Yep. And and speaking of of Tyreek Hill. We got to thank Devontae Adams for getting Tyreek Hill out of the division. Although it's not good, Devontae Adams is here. According to Tyreek Hill's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, that is what sent Tyreek and the Chiefs apart, was Devontae Adams' massive contract. Mm. Once he got that deal, Tyreek said, I need to top that. And the Chiefs said, nope. And then that's pretty much exactly when the trade talks started. With I Kansas always liked City. Devontae Adams. Now I I do hate him now, <laughs> right. but for a brief like moment, a bit. yeah, <laughs> for a brief moment, I remember why I liked him in yep. the first place. Yep. yep. And also shout out to Drew Rosenhaus mm-hmm. for getting his clients all the money in the world and that forcing Tyreek out. Yeah. Um, so Devontae Adams comes in and he's gonna put up a bunch of numbers and be a pain in everyone's ass. But he also did come in. Just rake in cash from the Raiders, yep. put them in probably a tougher spot than they'd rather be in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got Tyreek Hill out of the division. Yep, exactly. Thank you. He's a good guy after all. <laughs> yeah. And he actually is a good guy, but we won't remember that come game day. <laughs> uh, let's give a shout out to Green Mountain Dental. Actual good guys over there yes. and gals. Um, and great dentists uh, at Green Mountain Dental Group. The best family-owned dentist group. In the metro area, you got to check them out. Just 15 minutes outside of downtown. Uh, so head over there, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, they're true Colorado sports fans. They have supported DNVR for a very long time, even going back pre-pandemic all the way through the pandemic to now. Um, we really appreciate them. Uh, and uh, if you have anything that you need to get done, go check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Absolutely. Green Mountain Dental Group is the best. And a little note coming in. This is just a very random note uh, that the Broncos are one of six teams with the Chargers, Bucks, Bears, Lions, and Falcons that have had zero players arrested in the last five years. Round of yeah. applause. Yeah. Round of applause. Let's go, Broncos. <laughs> Let's knock on wood that, that keeps up. 
Oh, what was that last five years? No, never mind. There was a correction just put out. Broncos aren't in that group oh. anymore. Oh. Yeah, DUI, yeah. yeah. Can we take that clap? How do you take a clap away? Mm. Yeah, reverse. Um, Chad Literally Kelly also. <laughs> yep, yep. Du, du, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Dove Kleinman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He put that out and uh, then literally 35 seconds later put out the uh, correction. All right, let's see if we can come up with any more. You've got Melvin. Uh, oh, Cream Jackson also got a DUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley Chubb got the failure yeah. to appear. Yeah. Did he get arrested for oh, that? Oh, boy. Yeah, they, they put out a warrant for him, so yeah. But did he? I think he turned himself in. Does that yeah, count? But that's a, that's an arrest. He yes. got the picture taken. I think. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, did Pac-Man do anything when he was here? I think oh. he was actually he was clean. good. Yep. Right. Round of applause. Good for job. Pac-Man. Good job, Pac-Man. Do we count? What, Carlos Henderson was still a Bronco, right? When oh he, yeah. When yeah. he got stopped trying to, and he was trying was to. Was that an arrest? The weed. Yeah. I think he just got a ticket. He no. Down in the south. I no, think he, he was arrested try- for that. No, there was a mar- there was there was marijuana involved because he was remember he's trying to trying to eat it, which. <laughs> that never gets old. It legitimately sounds so oh, terrible. Man. Especially that was after his first year where he got hurt on the very first play of preseason. Yes. You, but just mm-hmm. think about the idea of like any just dried plant trying to eat oh, it. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Saltines are tough enough. Yeah, gosh. He literally did the saltine challenge. <laughs> yes, he did. With <laughs> we, a very potent smelling plant. <laughs> so there's actually like a uh, USA Today. Sorry for that terribly a, wrong stat. USA Today keeps an arrest uh, or, or a database of arrests. Pardon me. And uh, let's see here. And it goes back to the year... T- to the year 2000. Um, but Broncos yeah, are probably going to be Chubb last year, yeah. failure to appear. Melvin Gordon, DUI. Kareem Jackson, DUI yep. back in Let's 2019. Chad Kelly, trespassing. <laughs> yep. Most uh, entertaining. Adam Gotsis had a sexual assault, but yes. uh, wasn't. He right. was arrested, but he ultimately, I believe, uh, wasn't. He was accused, but not charged. Carlos Henderson, the marijuana incident. And uh, Will Parks had, had a had domestic a domestic right. violence right. like a non-physical domestic violence all right this was cody latimer traffic wrong. warrant <laughs> yeah sorry i mean cody latimer got arrested for a traffic for a failure to appear too no or a he traffic got, thing let's see here pay your tickets. latimer called police and alleged his girlfriend hit him police oh, found an outstanding traffic warrant and arrested him for that wow jeez. Oh, wow yeah. Then, and then he had the crazy thing with his son last year. Yeah, and that yeah. was obviously when he wasn't with the Broncos. All right. Well, that was like kind of funny for a second, yeah, and then yeah. really not funny Big for downer. a second. You yeah. know, someone something to pick us up. Our comment section. All Talking right. Talking to let's go the, to the people. people. Should we hit some super chats first? First one coming in from Dylan. He says, "Who's your favorite Bronco of all time, and why?" Wow. Um, Mine. I'll, I'll go non-superstar. Although this guy was pretty much a superstar, Al Wilson. Yep. I absolutely loved him. He was like the last pure middle linebacker that was a dog that could do it all in my mind that the Broncos had. Hmm. Mace, you want to go? Steve Atwater, John Lynch. Okay. Yeah. Yep, very good. Yeah. Steve's always up there. The only. Th- I mean, when. Now that I know Steve, it's like boosted him so much yeah. higher up my rank. But mm-hmm. you know, I obviously was five years old in '97, so like I'm at the end of Steve's career when I start watching the Broncos, uh, at least every every single time. Oh man, I don't know. I, this is actually harder. I I feel like I should be more prepared for this. I'm not gonna go Elway or Manning. It's right. too easy. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably go Champ. 
Yeah, that's a good um, one. Even though it took me a little while to come around on Champ because I loved Quentin Portis. Mm. So, like, I was skeptical of Champ when he came around. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and by the end of it, I mean, he's just so cool. Like, his on-field swag was so perfect. It, was, it wasn't overdone. Mm. He still looks so dope out there. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. It's either that or TD. Yeah, very good. And we, chime in in the comment section if you're tuning in live. Let us know. TJ Ward, Akeem Talib, Steve Watson, Romanowski coming in. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, Tebow. He's close. He's close oh for me. God, <laughs> that here. run was Why? so magical. <laughs> I got to throw some love out there for DT. Just because yeah, everyone that's mm-hmm. my DT, age is absolutely. Be up there. Chris Harris Jr. is up there. Von Miller, we have chiming in. There's so many. There's so many, especially in the past two decades. Yeah, I think. I would go TD. I think I'm I'm, go. I'm going back on Champ. Go. Sorry, Champ. Wow, you're doing him dirty like yep, that. Yep, All sorry, right. Champ. Mm. All right, let's hit another super chat here. Next one from Max Power hitting us with a pound. Says still have twenty million in cap space. Who should they sign? <clears throat> I just don't think they're going to, so I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. I think I they should sign Honey Badger. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to either. I think it's gonna be just filling out the roster. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean Sign some college free agents and draft picks. Yeah, remember exactly. and remember that you can carry over every last dime you save. And we need it. don't think this is the Broncos' year where they're going full in. Obviously, they're they're going pretty much in, but maybe they save a little bit so they can go full in next year. Yeah, I mean, I would look at what the All Chiefs in. are doing though and say, hmm. Our window is very ripe right now. Yep, yep. It's certainly that's what the Chargers are doing. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, and Ian B says, now that many teams have acquired quarterbacks after the combine, can we see a lot of them dropping late too? Uh, dropping late too? Wise for the Broncos to draft a project mm-hmm. quarterback. Saying like, can you get, could you get a project quarterback at the end of oh, the second late round? In the second. Uh, here's what I'll say. The Broncos did this once before. They acquired an, a Hall of Fame quarterback and then used one of their or yeah, one of their first draft picks in the next draft on a quarterback. <laughs> And I hated it, but I guess they could have just waited, uh, made a different decision and they would have never had to acquire mm-hmm. the current uh, Hall of Fame quarterback they have because they already would have had him. So I hate it because it's just you, you're, this is your window. Brock Osweiler was never going to start for the Broncos for four years, and those four years were your Super Bowl window. But you had Peyton Manning coming off of the next surgery, so it was a hedge on that. I at I that always... mo- at that moment, because because of the of the multiple neck surgeries, right idea, wrong guy. I I hate that excuse. You went and got Peyton Manning. You were planning on having him, and if and he didn't know, have, I mean, but he could. We're be- going Plan A. I know, but understand that at that moment when they were working him out at Duke, he didn't have all of his he didn't have all of his strength back. Yeah, and it turned out he would never get the feeling back in his fingertips. So there. And his contract was basically year to year based on a physical. So, I mean, it's easy to kind of say that with with hindsight that it was a that it was a wasted pick. I but mean, at that, based on what the landscape was at that moment, I think having a hedge at quarterback was the right idea. It was just the wrong guy. Man, I'll just say I, I at the so. I hated it at the time yeah. as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and I can say that confidently. It, yeah, and and I agree. I was that way too. And with Russ, if if Russ gets hurt. You're done. Your season's over. You're not winning the Super Bowl this year, and I'll touch wood for that. And on top of that, if you're you're gonna develop this guy for four years, and then let him walk, 
So I, I, I don't get it. You you can draft a quarterback not until day three right now. Day three you're not quarter- in the business of day, of developing yeah. second round quarterbacks. Day right three now. quarterbacks are fine because sure. if one of them if one of the if one of those lottery tickets pays off, then you you, you trade them for a, a much higher pick. Effectively, you could turn a fifth round pick into a third or a second round pick. That's it's the old Ron Wolf philosophy. Yeah, my my thing is there is no Plan B. Yes, exactly. John was right yes. when he said that, and that's the way the Broncos should approach and this. And yes, we can kind of live in a world where if the Broncos had drafted Russell Wilson instead of Brock Osweiler, then we probably would love that idea. Um, as like you know, now you've got we would be saying like Russ is getting up there in age, and so do you do you try to replicate it? But who knows if Russ, you know. Is this is the same guy if he even stays mm-hmm. with the Broncos or if he just does what Brock does and says, "Man, you guys made me sit around for so long. I hated it. I'm going somewhere else." Here's what I think would have happened. I think he would have come in for Peyton when he was hurt late in 2015, but Peyton wouldn't have gotten the job back. And then that Russ takes the something. Broncos to the Super Bowl, and Peyton never uh, Peyton falls moves. in love with Denver. Yeah, he, he moves, moves right back after. to Indianapolis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, th- I think he, I think he would have held on to the job. Mm. Wow. And then there would have been no question as to whether to re-sign him. That right. that negotiation would have had if it had not gone the way the Broncos wanted, they would have ta- they would have given him the franchise tag, and they would have had him Insane. for 2016 and beyond. Insane what that yeah. universe could have looked like. Yeah. All right. Should we hop into the comments Let's section? Do it. Let's do First it. one coming in from Melbourne Bronco. My boys, I can't get my head around yesterday's ratings. Tyreek is a superstar, and the Chiefs will miss him, but they must have a plan. No way I'm writing off KC just yet. I have the Broncos third purely on the roster, but after three to four weeks into the season, that could change quickly. I'm still worried about our offensive line protecting Russ. And a little tip for the gamblers out there, boxing match Ozzy. Tim uh, Tisu versus Gerald uh, Gasa in LA this weekend. Add Tisu by KO in your parlays. You won't be disappointed. Cheers and let's ride. Right, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Um. If the if the Chiefs had a plan, I mean, if the if this had been the Chiefs' plan, it wouldn't have all kind of blown up just because of the Devontae Adams contract. This was not. I think the Chiefs are adapting to the reality on them that changed quickly, but this wasn't a plan. Also, I hate like. I understand why, like, the fear of the Chiefs has um, come alive in the last couple of years, but, like, they're not, like, some proud, amazing franchise that has always done everything right. Like, they struck gold with a quarterback who they already happen to have amazing weapons around, and, you know, it, it, it all it, – the planet's aligned for them. Um, but – It's more Andy Reid, I think, that you say, okay, he's – it's not the franchise, it's Andy Reid because he's had what – how many losing seasons he had the first year on the job in Philly. I want to see he had a seven and nine season about like uh, right after the Super Bowl year in Philly. And then they had a losing season after uh, a year after the dream team attempt. Yeah. To me, it's, so, it's, it's all Patrick Mahomes. Though. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's all with Mahomes. Reed, obviously they were always good and competitive. I yeah. think Reed means that they're, that even if things go wrong, their floor is, pretty high and so and Reed plus Mahomes I think they could be a fourth place team that is nine and eight or ten and seven I guess what I'm getting at is like like I look at the Steelers as a team where like no matter what they do I'm like I think they're gonna figure this out I don't really look at the Chiefs that way Mm, yep Mm. yep I I I understand that except with Patrick Mahomes I think they will well 
they might not figure it out. They're just still going to be good. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I see. Yep, yep, yep. Dan Burke says, hey, guys, can we talk about more KJ Hamler? He said that he expects to be ready for week one, but he suffered a pretty serious injury less than a year ago, so I'm not sure how he'll look. What kind of impact do you do you think it can have on the offense? I know people point to the easy opponents during the 3-0 stretch last year, but those games also uh, coincided with the games where KJ Hamler was healthy and on the field, so maybe he's a difference maker out there. What do you all think? Uh, he's the cherry on top. You're you're lucky if you have him. If you don't, it's still a Sunday. Um, so I love Sundays, baby. I, I love Sundays too, in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> it's just I cannot count on him. I do not know what to expect from him. There will be literally zero percent of me that is surprised if he doesn't play a snap next year. And mm. so I love KJ. I think he's a great personality. I think he's fun to have around in the locker room, and he is a absolute burner who actually runs really crisp routes. So if you get him, he could end up being the Julius Thomas story of the Russell Wilson era, right? Like mm-hmm. um, he all of a sudden, he, Russell Wilson walks in and he's amazing. And it's like, well, yeah, he finally got healthy and he stayed healthy and he was a weapon and yeah. Russ knew how to use him. If not, you just you know, you should probably be looking to draft his replacement. Yeah. 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 Potentially with the third or fourth round pick that you have. And that's exactly right now. If he is healthy, I mean, he's a deep threat that is probably the, could end up being the most dangerous threat, not pure receiver, but threat in the division. And you finally have someone who can actually throw that pass. Yes, you do. Like the slot Mm. fade from KJ Hamler, which is pretty much how he quote unquote made his money in college. Yeah. From Russ. No one, no one drops that throw in better than him, maybe. Yep, exactly. Pigtosser66 says, can't believe KC let Tyreek go. I'm 46 years old and I've been watching football my entire life, and the only player I've ever seen do things like Tyreek is Barry Sanders. That's it. I get the Chiefs were up against it, but you can't move on from a guy like that until his skills are gone. But thank you. Did you see Cortland have his knee brace? Or did you see Cortland didn't have his knee brace on in that video? Very nice. Peyton just continues to impress me. This guy has a plan and knows exactly how to build a football team. His free agent signings have been great, in my opinion. A couple of higher salaried but not overpaid players that filled out but needs to go with some very nice signings of some really good players. I have no doubt this team is going to be hosting uh, hoisting another Lombardi very soon with Peyton in charge. Love it. Uh, we also had another super chat pop in really quick. It's a quick one. So it's from Luis. He says, can't wait to see Russ throw bombs to Jerry. I can't wait to see it either. Even if it's just against air in, in Russ's backyard, <laughs> yeah. hopefully Jerry yeah. can, uh, can get out there eventually. He posted yesterday an emoji of what appeared to be a dad holding a baby. Yes. Make of that what you will. And if it is that he's a father, congratulations, yes. Jerry. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't be don't be calling the fan base irrelevant though. Just don't tweet. Dude, yeah. Just, get Just don't off. tweet. Get off. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's like over a thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've learned to love and embrace Twitter now, but if I was given a job and they said it's probably better if you're not on social media, peace. It's more like it's like go back to the old analogy that your parents taught you. Not if you're not cheating, you're not trying like your mom. Um, but if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Right. And if right, you're a right, famous right. person, like that's pretty much it. Unless you're standing up for a cause or something like that. Right. But don't log on and just like do anything other than say, go Broncos. Like, right. right it's so right. easy for everyone right. to love you on Twitter. If you just say positive things. Right. You're more likely to hurt yourself. 
right? A hundred percent. Help yourself. Let's let Russ cook. I'm surprised we haven't heard this name yet, but I love that we're getting it now. It says, "Howdy, gents! It is time to put the chicken farm to rest as Vaughn has moved on. Now it's time to let Russ cook. I'm hungry for the future, the season, the tailgates, and for some DNVR bar food. Let's cook those chickens and drink some Breck beers. Can't wait to see everyone at the tailgates. Thanks for the pot, as always. R.I.P. Vaughn Miller's chicken farm. So if Vaughn's a chicken farm, we're moving on from chicken. What does Russ cook? Steaks? Um, Rocky Mountain oysters in Denver. Have you had them? No, never. You should try them. They're good. Mace? <laughs> I've had them. I can live without them. Yeah, I mean, how many Not things can you me. live without? They're... I mean, I-, I got sick once. Oh, that, mm. that, that hurts things. Mm. Like, Are they deep fried? Yeah, it's yeah. like... Uh, and it can't be bad. It's like saying I can... like they're They're similar to like chicken fingers. Just a little different consistency. Okay. Well, I, I love chicken fingers. All right. Yeah. We're going to try them. <laughs> yeah. Russ is cooking oysters, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mike1809 says, My boys, growing up in the 90s, some of my favorite childhood memories were going to Broncos games with my dad and watching John Elway lead the squad. My wife is now pregnant with our first kid, and it's so exciting thinking that their first memories of the Broncos will be with Russell freaking Wilson. Mm. What are some of your favorite sports-related memories growing up? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's almost like this will be like a third golden era of broncos fans right yeah. obviously you and i kind of came up in the elway days yeah there's a whole nother group of kids and we, we have them commenting on the show yeah. you know it's who awesome. became fans in the manning days yeah um and then of course there's going to be people who are just fans in between there um but this will be the whole new the russell wilson group yeah uh will be you know they're they're 10, 11 years old right now. Also, this wave is going to take over the Pacific Northwest, especially if the Seahawks are bad. Seahawks country, whatever it is, kingdom, isn't going to turn into Broncos fans, but there's going to be a lot of more people. Seahawks country? I don't know what they are. I think, they just, I think they're just the 12s. Okay. Well, here, here's an interesting thing is Broncos country obviously stretches more miles than any other fan base, yep. um, but it does creep up into Montana, Idaho, all those areas in a lot of those are Broncos Seahawks divided. You're probably going to take some of those Seahawks yep. fans that are surrounded by Broncos fans anyway into, into Broncos country. Yep. And if they're smart, they would change, especially young ones. Exactly. Exactly. And Bronco Euler, Bronco Euler says, Hey guys, with the change of scheme and quarterback, are there any offensive players who stick or whose stock you think would be down? Hard to imagine it would be any of the receivers, but I'm curious as to how it'll shake out with the offensive line group, as many of them were drafted and acquired for different blocking schemes. Would you presume it's stock up for guys like Bulls and Reisner, potentially down for Mooty and Minerts? It's interesting. I know Miner's stock is not going down inside the building. Exactly. Um, no. Mooty, I think, has, is trending down. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is a mauler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he loves to get out and pull and knock someone out. Mm-hmm. He was really awesome at it when he did it. Um, but I would say his stock's a little bit down. It doesn't mean he's an athlete. So, yeah. you know, he can uh, adjust into more of an outside zone guy. But even Dalton Reisner, who was brought in to do this, had started getting pretty good at getting out there and mm-hmm. knocking people over. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Broncos still incorporate some of those pulling guard concepts. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. Dalton Reisner's stock is certainly up, at least right yes. now. And I would say a guy that's doing a good job not letting his stock trend down is Lloyd Cushenberry right now. I would say initially his stock is trending down because I do think that Graham Glasgow is really going to give him a run for his money at center. But... Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think it's great that he's out there with Russ. Was it Russ that brought up uh, Quinn against the Cowboys? Yes. Yep. 
And he brought up Cushenberry mm-hmm. when he was going through the, the list. The other thing is, if Russ says, I want Cush as my center, He's your Cush is the center. A hundred percent. That that's why I think it's where's, brilliant for Cush to be out. Yeah. Everyone's asking, where's Jerry Judy? Where's Graham Glasgow? Yeah. It's why great. is he not at Russ it's, Camp? It's a great question. Is that what we're calling it? I, I think so. Okay. Camp, Camp Russ. Russ. Camp Russ. Camp Russ. Like kind of like Camp Randall. Yeah, Camp Russ. <laughs> Camp Russ rolls off. Just having Camp come first, I think, rolls off the tongue. It makes sense. Camp Russ. Russ Camp is easy, though, too. And then do you think it's just cooking with Russ? Is that what dinner is? Maybe. Yeah. He's got Everything's got to be branded. It's trademarked. Right, right. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I mean... What if credit like- credit to having the Broncos logo, the Broncos word mark in the end zone. Brilliant yes, David, by him. But Russ has got Russ brands everything. Yeah. He really does. Like, it's yep. just it can be a little bit overkill. It, yeah. it can be. But what if uh, Russ like calls everyone into the house after you know playing catch with the boys, and he's like, "All right, guys, just want this to be the first time I you learn this lesson." You gotta let Russ cook, and then he like <laughs> opens the, the grill, and it's the yeah. steaks on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he makes a great meal, and everyone's in. Yep, and and he takes like a brander and brands the steaks with his logo yeah, right yeah. before 100%. serving them. <laughs> I mean, he's, you figure his chef's hat and his apron probably has the logo on it, and yeah. it says "Let Russ Cook" yeah. because yeah. he has that trademark. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, but we're still allowed uh, to say. It. You know what? I've got respect for it. Everything's yep. an opportunity. I respect it, it the is. hustle. His it's brand a, It's is, a little cynical, but I respect the hustle. His brand's about to explode even more because the opportunity he has in Denver and in Broncos country to let his brand grow is way more. Can we say now that Russ is cooking with gas? Sure. Yeah. 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 Diesel from Vaughn's perspective or regular? No. Maybe high premium? Propane. 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 Okay. Um, what was I just about to That's say? explosive. Is there going to be a line of restaurants, or is it going to be a line of cooking gear? I think it's I think it's cookware. Everyone has a restaurant. It's going to be a that's restaurant. That's what I mean. I, What's it going to be? Russ, that's why Russes? I think that's why I think it shouldn't be a restaurant because everyone has a restaurant. Russell, so I think yeah, I think I think let steak. Yeah, I think he should go for the space that isn't owned by he John Elway, Mike both. Shanahan. It's he's going to have a Russ's. I kind of like Russell's. No, steakhouse. Russ's. This does. And it, it just says let does, Russ it, cook. It's like tech. It's like Texas's. It just does not. It does not roll off the right, tongue. Right. That's why it's Russell's. Of, yeah. And then you're serving russet potatoes there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and for Russell sprouts. Ah, there we go. We're cooking now. <laughs> yeah, we're cooking. Um, unfortunately, right as we're cooking, we're about to get out of here. <laughs> so this is a fun show. We do have one last uh, super chat here from Gears, Gains, and Games. Uh, first time I saw you guys, it was Three Ring Circus with Perna. Now I'm a daily listener. Maybe another collab coming soon. Let's go. Love to hear that. And yes, definitely another collab Absolutely. coming soon. Absolutely. Three Ring Circus is made for Brandon Perna. And speaking of Three Ring Circus, tomorrow noon, we have an awesome guest. Our friend Romy Bean. I mean, come on. She's made for Three Ring Circus as oh, well. Yeah. It is going to be awesome. Tune in to YouTube Live. And of course, we'll be dropping it on the podcast side. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Uh, and we will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
We're flying cotton, we stick 